G'day everyone, hello to all our regular listeners, and welcome to all the new listeners. If you're new and you didn't already know, For the Love of Brick is a fortnightly podcast where I talk to people from all over the world about their love of Lego. This week, I chat to another accomplished young Lego fan, Alex Johnson. Alex is the founder and manager of a Lego blog, you might have heard of it, Tips and Bricks. Tips and Bricks is a daily blog that focuses on everything from impressive techniques to marks and, of course, tips. But it's so much more than that, and I'm not going to give it away now, because you'll find out in this interview. So whatever you're doing, please enjoy this episode of For the Love of Brick. And if you do enjoy it, tell your friends, share it on your social media, or leave a review on Apple Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Uh, how are you today? Great. Well, thank you very much for having me, Greg. Yeah, I'm brilliant. Thanks. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> now, uh, tips and bricks for the people out there that don't know about it. Actually, let's start with you. Uh, would you be able to tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm currently 19 years old. I live in the UK. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a student and I set up tips and bricks three years ago it's one of 16 um it was when i was kind of just entering the the lego community really yep. um and yeah i just i wanted to improve my own lego skills um and tips and bricks is basically yeah for those that don't know it's a, it's a blog that focuses on kind of custom building techniques um and just shows people the kind of the, the builds the, the parts the tips that goes into the, the mocks you see the really detailed or impressive mocks you see kind of shows you a bit of the behind the scenes to them um and hopefully teach you a thing or two along the way now with uh okay well let's say uh for the behind the scenes stuff on some of the mocks <clears throat> now i as a builder i don't usually post the the things that go into it um how, how do you come across that like do you know what i mean yeah well so, so some of the time it's me you know if i see a really impressive creation whether it's you know massive or really small because they have a variety of kind of building techniques in them um it can be me just asking um creator for some behind the scenes shots sometimes people will post techniques because uh, techniques do actually you know people enjoy seeing them because as you said like a lot of people don't actually post them a lot of people do just post the final model so when people do take the time to actually showcase you know what technique they're using and let other people use them um, it is popular so yeah if people haven't necessarily shared it i will kind of ask if they if they want to be featured on the blog if they want to share some more pictures and what are people's reactions to being on the blog? Like, is it usually like, yeah, I'm on a blog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's normally people are really, um, really grateful to be featured. Um, and yeah, and every place. And at the very start I did, you know, I was asking everyone, um, you know, can I feature on the blog and stuff? But as it's kind of gone, gone along, I've been doing this for three years. Uh, with the kind of amount of posts I've been doing, it's, it's quite hard to just reach out to every single person because some people might not get back. They might not have active accounts anymore. So what I currently do is just, I'll always just give full credit. So I'll, I'll link, you know, their Flickr, their Instagram, um, ta or tag them on Instagram. And for some, most people, it's like a surprise to be seen um, in a post. Especially on Instagram, where I try and feature quite a few kind of smaller builders who are just like upcoming, uh, if they've used a, you know, particular technique that maybe someone else hasn't. Um, so yeah, normally it's really positive. Um, so there are some cases where, you know, because I don't ask, um, for example, I've been used for another blog or something, which I don't do anymore. But I remember once, um, I think I showcased 
some of them have been on new elementary because i was like that's such an awesome um part usage and someone reached out to me like oh can you not use that so you do have to be careful but i feel like i've learned kind of um you know who likes to be featured now and who necessarily doesn't but for most of the time people are really appreciative yeah oh sweet and do you have any um repeat offenders of people who do feature a lot in your blog like are there any that you, yeah, you look up to yeah oh definitely definitely um so there's there's so many builders on instagram that are just amazing like such a great source of inspiration that i really recommend for people to follow themselves because i literally can't make all the posts i want to about them because there's so many great great ones i just recommend checking out the blog looking at who you know i've tagged and things because most of the time i can't share everything i want because there's just so many awesome things out there so you do do a fair few posts uh well not like day like not as in a fair few in a day but you do do a specific yeah. day is yeah. for a specific post yeah so how it works is um i try and keep to daily posts because i don't want to necessarily like spam people uh but also just sticking to a daily you know one post a day is a good thing for me to keep to as well um and yeah so we have like a weekly schedule so on mondays it'll be like a mock of the week so mock feature on tuesdays and thursdays it'll be just a general technique on Wednesdays, it'll be a technique analysis where we kind of take the builds, break down all the parts of the techniques. Uh, Friday is like favorite Brit Friday, so we'll show a specific piece and then a few different uses for that piece. Um, Saturday can kind of be anything I want it to be, whether it's like building tips, so tips for like sorting your collection, or it can sometimes be set reviews, uh, a variety of things really. And then finally, Sunday is technique discussion where we take one kind of topic, whether it's like trees or walls or something, uh, and showcase quite a few different examples just to try and inspire people now you were doing that many posts by yourself <laughs> um, <laughs> ha- okay Indeed. how do you find the? do you find the time to build or are you like no i'm doing a blog now and that's, it? <laughs> that's yeah that's the thing i think yeah like you said i've been running it by myself for three years um and although now i am starting to kind of recruit people it, it has been i would probably say a struggle to find the time to do it all and like it is my passion so therefore it doesn't feel like, you know, I'm very happy to spend the time doing it, even if it is a long time. Um, and I guess probably a post takes anywhere from like half an hour to an hour to, to make. Um, but then there's all the other things that go along with running a blog as well, especially by myself. So whether I've struggled with it, I guess I have. Normally I'm like behind the schedule I want to be. Um, but I have just about kept our daily pace without. I think I've missed a few here and there, but overall I think I've never really missed one for the past three years. So. Has blogging sort of been a path you want to sort of your career to sort of because you're still young? Yeah, that's an interesting question, actually. Yeah, because, well, yeah, so I started um, my blog after finishing, um, I think it was like my GCSEs, which is like um, just before like I go on to do my very final exams before like university or college or anything. Um, but it really like I'd never really like had like a business before because although it's a blog it's also a business at the same time because it needs to i need to make enough money to you know to be able to keep it running and make it worth my time really so it kind of exposed me to business for the first time because my parents never did anything like that i didn't really know anyone that kind of lost their own business or anything or a blog in fact and actually it has made me want to pursue a career in business although i'm studying product design at university um and that was originally because i wanted to be a lego designer um do like you know product design stuff set design for them but i've now kind of curved away from that and i'm actually wanting to go towards a career in kind of business management and stuff because it's in a whole kind of organizational point of view or just like managing a team which is what i hope to do with bricks um i've just really enjoyed that element of being able to run something by myself but 
also I'm just really looking forward to having a team behind me to help me run the pod and stuff. It is nice to get help. <laughs> um, Definitely, <laughs> yeah. And, looking forward to it. And you're well. By the time this is broadcast, yeah, um, broadcast, yeah, it's broadcast. It's chucked on the web <laughs> Um By yeah. the time this goes live, uh, you will have already selected your intern or not interns, your your workers, contributors. Um, I think contributors? I'm calling them. Yeah, your minions. So, well, yes, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think I put out the application form. It was like mid-july or something and i think i had around 80 applicants um and then i kind of got that, that down to like 20 that i interviewed and there were a final 10 that i gave some kind of tasks to do um i had quite a few chats with them to see their very skill sets because i was really looking for people that would not only just you know make the daily posts and stuff and not just keep tips and bricks on the same path but also just have it expand out into new areas um so we've got some really exciting plans with kind of looking to set up a patreon um make some more handbooks, uh, do some more kind of video content, a bit more interactive content as well, and also start up like monthly competitions as well. So there's so many just amazing ideas from these applicants. And at the moment, I'm kind of um, at the stage where I'm just um, interviewing those final 10. And yeah, hopefully when that comes out, we I should have made a post on Instagram kind of announcing who those final few kind of contributors will be. Oh, sweet. And um, <clears throat> what, do you, what do you look for in like your contributors like is there any specific like do you want them to be builders or like well it's it's interesting really and and i guess go back to what you previously asked and do i have time to build um you know while running the blog and i don't really because i spend so much time doing tips and breaks and i'm still learning as i go like i don't see myself as necessarily ready to start building these custom creations because i feel like i still have got a bit to learn but also it's build up my park collection so when i'm looking for contributors i'm definitely not just looking for people that you know do custom builds because i don't necessarily at this stage either and it kind of ranges from the 10 i've got i'd say probably half of them are consistent you know they've got their own like instagram account they're you know post you know consistent amount so it really ranges in terms of their skill sets whether they are actually good builders or whether they're just they've got really key kind of like analytic skills or something like that or they can bring a specific element such as kind of video content or it would work really well in the team and contributing new ideas for kind of competitions the variety of things really it's more and it's strange how like a feel i get when i interview people and i thought it was so valuable for me to actually be able to interview and speak to them um because i could just almost like straight away get a feel if they would kind of work with with me but also like with the team because i guess that's the thing as well like you're you're going to have to be obviously looking, not looking, not micromanaging, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it is your blog. And so you're gonna to have to sort of make sure that they do mesh with your ideas of, of course, you know, yeah. what you want. Yeah, I think that is I guess the key thing because Tips Bricks has been run by myself for three years. With all these other people coming in, I want it to still keep consistent, at least for the first month, maybe. But then I, I am really keen to actually, you know, take on their feedback in terms of if we wanna change up some of the layouts of the daily posts because at the moment we've got a very kind of classic style um so yeah no it is really important definitely and i think that's why it was good to kind of set these guys some tasks to see just how they would do with like making blog posts or planning stuff and, yeah just to make sure i'm making the right choice as well because um, it's the first time you know like i'm kind of forming a team i'm like hiring people so i definitely want to make sure i get it right and you know down the, in a month's time i'm not gonna have to <laughs> be like sorry guys as it works out i definitely <laughs> want to get the right people <laughs> yeah well that's it um and so and you're saying about the business side of things um yeah how, how do you build your your business up like as in like what what 
do become your revenue streams apart from Patreon? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because I think as a as a blog, Tips and Bricks is quite unique. Uh, maybe in comparison to kind of the other blogs you might think of, such as like Brothers Brick, Elementary, Brickset, even because we don't actually have a strong kind of platform on our website. Like most of our audience come to us on Instagram or Facebook um, instead of going directly to our website. Like a lot of blogs will post on their Instagram or their Facebook, you know, new review up or new article up on this new theme. Check out on our website. They'll post a link. Uh, but typically on kind of Instagram or Facebook, it doesn't do too well. Like it'll, it'll get quite a few likes, you know, they have decent followings, those blogs. So they will get lots of click throughs as well. But it's not that visual, you know, people actually have to go off that platform, go to the website and read it. So my kind of whole strategy with Tips and Bricks, and it wasn't, I don't think it was like conscious strategy. It just kind of created itself as I went along as, as I developed the blog. But my kind of strategy, I guess, then is to just make all of the content available on Instagram and Facebook and make it all visual. So it's like a one-stop shop for, you know, the content. No one has to click on any links or anything. Just see on Instagram, Facebook, see our daily post and be done for the day. So kind of quick fix of logo tips. And I think that has been a key thing because one, it means we don't have a website where we can make ad revenue, but two, it has meant we can actually build a really big following on like Instagram and Facebook yeah, fairly quickly you know, within three years. Um, so therefore, you know, thinking about the revenue streams, I was like, well, what am I going to do? Um, and actually it, what I had done is I produced some free handbooks in the very early stages of Tips and Bricks. Um, so I actually started on Facebook three years ago. And I think about a year in when I was maybe at a thousand likes or something. So it wasn't, it wasn't too, it's still fairly small at that point, but I created a free handbook that just talks about kind of the very basic building techniques of people just entering the hobby. Uh, and I shared that to quite, quite a few Facebook groups and it really kind of blew up in terms of, you know, the Lego community. Cause I think we, we went to nearly 3000 followers in the next two months, I think so he, it was just huge and it was cause I was offering like free content also it was the handbooks so from that point on i was like these handbooks could be a good you know revenue stream because i can't make any money anywhere else and i i don't want to limit the the daily content i'm doing i want it to be freely available so i thought you know just by offering this additional content in this kind of handbook form would be a good kind of option so one make it worthwhile for me to actually do but also it means yeah i wasn't locking anything behind kind of walls um What was I going to say? I was looking away for like two seconds. <laughs> um, did you find it hard to make the books? Or was it just like... Pfft? It was surprisingly... I don't know. It was probably quite easy, really, because the first one is like an advanced technique. So it's it's very general. It's on lots of topics. And what I more did was like I pulled from all the different posts I'd done. Quite a few people were asking as well, like, um, so these are the ones that I sell. So there's two basic ones available for free on the website, and then there's two um, that we sell on the web as well. But the first one that we sell, like advanced techniques, and it's kind of like it's. I've brought a lot of the tips together from I think it's the first year of Tips and Bricks. It was quite easy to kind of compile all of those and put them into topics. Uh, the second one was a little bit harder to do. It was specifically on tree techniques, and um, because I had to, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything big out. You know, any really good tree techniques. So. There was a lot of research in terms of, you know, scrolling through Flickr or the internet really and just trying to find the best techniques to actually showcase, but also ones that would actually work well in the handbook. So ones that could actually have instructions for, that could have part lists, you know, would absolutely break the banks. They used, you know, a part that was only appeared in one set 20 years ago in one color. So, yeah, there was, there was definitely a lot of work that went into the, the tree handbook. 
Um, but I think it was it was definitely worth it, I think. And I am looking to make more and I, I really enjoyed making it. It's just, it's finding the time as well. Because with the daily post, that's already quite a lot of work to, to fit into my schedule. So it's then finding the, the time to do it. And I think how I kind of managed it at the time was I was like, okay, I'm just going to spend an hour every day finding another tree technique, you know, making instructions for it. Yeah, making instructions for it. Um, and what's he going to say? And so the feedback for the books and everything, were that's, you know, it all went well. I'm assuming. Yeah, no, people have really enjoyed them, really enjoyed them. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think I've had any negative criticism at all or, or feedback from it, really. Like, I think just looking back, because I made them two years ago, I'm quite harsh on myself because my graphic design skills, especially going through university now and doing a bit of graphic design with, within my degree, I, I'm i not a massive fan of the graphic design of them. Um, but I mean, the focus isn't necessarily on the graphic design, it's on the techniques. Yeah. But that is one thing I'm really keen to kind of improve when I do future handbooks is to really kind of make it a lot more, I guess, just professional as well because um, just looking back, they're not that professional to me. But um, yeah, it could just be me, you know, criticising myself. But yeah, I know people have been just really yeah really grateful that we've made them and lots of people are actually requesting physical handbook because for a while they were just ebooks yeah um we did actually do like a print run i think it was last november just in time for like christmas and yeah sold a decent amount there and we literally shipped them like worldwide um so that was really awesome and luckily you know i think they all got there in the end um we did actually another print run i think it was april which was you know still obviously the pandemic was quite prevalent and i think still the um some of the handbooks are still not arrived in america yet <laughs> just because the shipping's been awful like the delay has been insane they don't expect them to be this bad but um i think they'll get there eventually but it's good that people still want to and you know support the blog in that way uh, like i say like i mentioned the patreon but we haven't actually set that up yet but that'll be a separate way for people that just want to contribute um, a little bit per month instead of like a one-time purchase have you noticed that COVID's been affecting you at all? Like, has it been affecting you? Or are you like, everyone's That's building a really more? interesting question, actually, because at the very start when, you know, place went on lockdown, like the UK, we went on lockdown. Um, I did notice like a rise in, in you know, interaction between, with the blog. Um, I think kind of we increased a lot on Instagram with our followers. I think that probably was partly because, you know, lots of people were at home. They had nothing else to do apart from, they play with Lego really so it, that's the only way it's really affected I don't think ha- like I, I'm really fortunate that it hasn't actually affected negatively so it, I mean me being stuck at home as well uh, like I've done other work as well like I've done some uni work but I have been able to spend a lot of time doing tips and bricks because uh, it's what I really enjoy and it's what I love spending time on so I, I don't know whether you know if I hadn't had this time I would have actually been able to to start the process for hiring contributors because I've been putting off for a while really like I was always aware that other blogs had big teams, but I was like, oh, it's fine. I can I can deal with it myself. It's just easier if, to just run it myself and, you know, have complete control. But, but yeah, so it's interesting how the pandemic's affected it. But luckily, I think it has only affected it positively. Yeah. Oh, sweet. And um, what was going to say? Uh, and what sort of, like, his totally different tangent, but what sort of builds do you, like, what got you... Let's go with what got you into Lego, because you haven't yeah. really. Have you went through your dark ages yet? Well, no. I had that's an interesting thing because I, I haven't really. Well, actually, I probably so would be through dark age because my kind of Lego collecting journey, I guess, was 
when I was younger, me and my sister used to kind of play with just, just random bricks that were in like a massive bucket. We used to build kind of multicolored houses, have minifigures, like, habitate them and stuff. But I probably stopped. And well, and I also got, um, I remember getting like some city sets, like some police station for my grandparents. A really good Christmas. Um, but I think we probably stopped kind of getting Lego or playing with Lego probably at the age of like seven or eight, really. So it was quite, quite early, really. But then I first discovered the Star Wars films when I think I was maybe 12. Um, and one of my friends from school actually introduced them to me. We kind of binged quite a few in like a night and I was like, oh God, these are amazing. How have I never watched these before? <laughs> and I think I then just discovered, or he had some some Lego Star Wars and I was like, oh my God, there's there's Lego for Star Wars. That's, that's awesome. And I remember just being like coming home and being like, oh, it's so awesome. I really want to get some. And then my parents bringing me home like my first set, which was... Um, it was like a droid escape set, so it had like C-3PO, R2-D2, two like sand troopers. I just played with it for literally hours, like hours. Like I don't know how I spent so long playing with it, I did. Um, and from there, it just, it just, yeah, I just started to get loads of Star Wars sets. Um, I think that was probably, yeah, what, what would that be like? Maybe 2013. Um, yep. And over the time, yeah. I just started to get more, amassed my collection more. Um, but then I broke into the like online building community I would say probably in 2015, um, I discovered kind of the community, probably firstly on Facebook and then on Flickr as well, kind of photo sharing platform. And I was just so amazed with all the amazing builds that were out there. Um, I wanted to kind of create them myself, you know, the custom builds, because although I was building kind of my own sets myself, they weren't very good. I think it was, it was a combination of, you know, not much experience, but also I didn't have many parts. I had just the basic colors like, you know, white, red, blue you can't really build many kind of accurate star wars ships with that <laughs> so from there i was like you know i tried to search around for, for blogs that were kind of sharing tips on how to improve there wasn't really much out there there was just a lot of blogs kind of sharing either lego news or just sharing like the final product so i thought it'd be interesting for me to kind of you know start a blog where i would actually showcase the behind the scenes stuff that goes into a mock and the actual process because so many of these builders, you know, they don't just wake up one day and go, I want to build a custom mock and then build this, um, you know, amazing creation that everyone loves. It's such a long process. And I don't think even I've talked about that enough, but, you know, it's just such a long process to one, build up the experience, but also build up the part collection because actually, you know, build these, these things, you need so many parts and they're not cheap. So, but yeah, in terms of what I actually build now, um, like I kind of had mentioned, I don't get as much time to build as I would like. I'm still kind of on the journey of getting to the point where I'm happy with my building skills, but I do have, you know, some time. I still, my kind of passion is Lego Star Wars, although I've expanded out some other themes such as Creator and Marvel, a huge Marvel fan. Yeah. I have built my yeah. own kind of Star Wars ships, kind of like minifigure scale resistant troop transports, both the one from episode seven um, and episode eight. And I think my kind of first big build I want to do is from episode nine, the kind of forest planet. Um, I've been amassing kind of brown and green parts because I want to build like that whole kind of forest. Um, uh, just to mock about that, really. So, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. getting there. And I, I do want to get into more custom building. And I think by kind of, you know, hiring some contributors, that will free me up some. Yeah, well, that, that's the plan, isn't it? Because as I said before, it is that thing that, you know, I podcast and my, build, my <laughs> yeah. building is not went down, but it's, it's slowed down yeah. a lot. Um, and okay so you're a star wars fan uh so you do have a lot of gray now i would assume 
<laughs> yeah, grey is like makes up probably half my collection. Maybe um, I've pretty much just got like full like drawers of grey now to organise into parts. Um, but yeah, I do try and you know throw in some colour there. I can like as I said with the resistance troop transports, I try and add some little you know blue plates in for a bit of detail or maybe some orange for like rust or brown for some rust and stuff. But yeah, unfortunately, stars is mostly mostly greys, but. Dorian, I'm, I'm useful pieces. <laughs> I'm Batman, so I'll get a lot of black, <laughs> black and dark gray. <laughs> Very dark gray. <laughs> Very dark gray. Um, <clears throat> and so, what do you hope um, for uh, tips and bricks? What do you sort of hope it'll expand to? Like, you know, with all your new contributors and so forth. Like, what what do you want the bigger picture to sort of be? Yeah, well, I, I think the kind of the whole, I guess, mission of Tips and Bricks is to just inspire creativity within the community and show people that, you know, you can, you don't have to necessarily, you know, be building for ages. You can still, you know, you can just start now and start early to create these things. You're not going to be amazing, you know, when you first start off, but, you know, by just looking at our blog, you can learn some good techniques and stuff. But I guess I, I want to remain, you know, keep that to the core, but just things to expand on, I guess, are, I guess creating more of a community because we have created you know, a decent community, especially on Facebook, actually. And it's really interesting the difference between Instagram and Facebook because we're bigger on Instagram, but it's a lot less connected, I guess, on Instagram. Um, I mean, although on Instagram, there's so many kind of young builders, especially loads of just, you know, stalls builders, say, but, you know, very close community that, you know, share everyone's builds and stuff. We haven't got like a tips and bricks community. Whereas on Facebook, we have got quite a few kind of top fans that, you know, will comment on a lot of our stuff or interact with us, give feedback. So I think the next step really is actually the Patreon, where we can create a place where, our, our fan, you know, we can build up that community, whether it's kind of through the Discord, uh, just chatting all there, or having our own kind of like live streams and stuff, or, or the monthly competitions as well, and maybe people kind of sharing their progress on those. Uh, we really hope to have some some prizes with that as well, and hopefully using our support uh, from Lego themselves, we can kind of facilitate that. So, yeah, as well as the other content, um, such as, you know, video content and more interactive stuff like competitions um, and the Patreon. Yeah, just really just making sure we're making the best post we can in terms of you know, techniques people want to see, um, and just topics people want to see that aren't maybe necessarily talked about uh, stuff yet. And so you mentioned competitions. What sort of competitions do you do you run? Like, what are the? Yeah, so we've we've only done two competitions in our whole kind of time actually, and they have been really successful. Just they take a lot of time to do, because um, one, you know, you have to think of the idea, but then execute it, and you know, view everyone in, view everyone's entries, which is really fun to do, but it takes up a lot of time. Um, and they choose them and you know make the posts and stuff so it's definitely something you know with these contributors i definitely want to get into because it's such a great way to you know inspire creativity maybe you know people might not build anything if you hadn't have suggested you know this weekend build something to enter into a competition so the kind of um things we have done in the past is taking a specific part i think we said the uh, one by two grill um, tile and use that in your build for a technique you know the more, more creative the technique the better um, a few of those has really creative solutions. Uh, the other one we did actually at the start of lockdown was um, you had to just build a house, whether it's your house, whether it's your dream house, you know, any scale. And again, we had so, so many awesome creations from that. We had li someone literally like replicate their house. It was like a one to 12 scale, like an 
just seeing the comparison pictures was so impressive, honestly. Um, and then someone just create like, uh, it was their dream house to minifigure scale. And it just, it reminds me of, you know, back when I was like a child in Midway and houses have multicolored bricks. That was an amazing competition. And it's things like that really with a variety of topics. And already we've had so many kind of ideas from the contributors or at least the applicants. Things such as, you know, building just upside down and what things could you create with that or, you know, building with parts. So there's so many possibilities of things we could do. Um, and yeah, we're probably hoping to have those as like a monthly occurrence, I think. Um, and it's whether we, you know, it'd be great to get some some rewards, some prizes from Lego themselves. But we're thinking as well, also just, you know, because people do love to just be featured on the blog. Yeah. Just having, you know, the, those top five people, whatever, be featured on the blog or, you know, they can suggest a technique or, or just having some kind of reward within that. Possibly alongside, you know, the prize as well. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, people just want to be, be featured, appreciated, but shared so they can expand you know maybe their audience if they're looking to grow on Instagram or just yeah be featured and appreciated well that's it it's um you know about getting your your creations out there so the, you know people yeah. do get to see them um yeah, yeah and so are you a lego recognized fan media yet yeah so um as i said running the blog for three years and i think i think it's just been a, a year and a bit now that we have been recognized as a, a recognized lego fan media um, I, yeah, I applied last summer. I was thinking, I'm probably at the stage now, you know, got decent following on Instagram. And I think now, I think maybe behind Brothers um, Beyond the Brick, one of the largest on Instagram in terms of vlogs. Um, but yeah, just that support has been really good in terms of we can actually review the sets we want to now. Um, and people really enjoy our kind of unique style of set reviews. So we, we, we try and take the like perspective of like a mock builder, someone who doesn't necessarily want it to display but might kind of break it down into parts because uh, that is one way that i've built my part collection is you know breaking down the sets that don't necessarily want on display anymore that do have really good pieces so we try and you know we rate it on five different areas i think it's rated on the building techniques the part selection the creativity so if it's you know like an original theme like monkey kids you know how creative they've been with the set or if it's star wars you know how many re-releases it's had or something like that um We'll either then judge it on like minifigures or if it doesn't include minifigures and it's like a UCS style like soul set, we'll talk about like the accuracy, um, accuracy, sorry. Um, and then lastly, we'll just do um, think like overall thoughts and stuff. And we, so we rate them out of 100. We give like a score out of 100 and we just try and come at it from like a kind of analytical approach um, where we break down all the part techniques, um, the building techniques, showcase all the kind of the rare parts, the new parts as well. So, so, yeah, the support's been so useful for that because people really enjoy those um, and enjoy just seeing the in-depth reviews that are quite different from some of the other ones out there. Um, yeah, in the future, like I said, with the competitions, we're looking to use that support for competitions and stuff. And, and overall, it's just been a really good platform to be able to kind of interact with other Lego blogs as well through the... They have like an ambassador network that you're part of if you become part of, if you become recognised. So, so, yeah, it's been, it's been really positive so far. Oh, sweet. You know, that's good. And it's good to be recognised as well and to get that support. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and so what are some of the challenges to running your site? Yeah, um, I think probably the biggest one is the time um, because it just does, you know, there's so many things I, wanted, I want to do, whether it is competitions, Patreon or, or small things uh, that just would be good to do, but I just don't have the time to do in the daily schedule. Um, so yeah, just it'd be good to have a bunch to do those or have other people to do those. I guess the other big struggle is 
just being able, you know, you have to be so selective in terms of what you do actually share because why only posting once a day and potentially I'm going to experiment with only posting once a day and seeing if people do, you know, still want, you know, potentially two posts a day, especially with the team. But um, I have found in the past when I have posted twice a day, especially on Instagram, like not everyone will actually see the post because if you post twice in one day, people only see the most recent post normally. But therefore, you know, I want, normally what I'm talking about, I want people, to, everyone to see, you know, as many people as possible to see it. I think it's a worthwhile thing to share. Um, so yeah, potentially sharing more things because I have to be so selective. Like I can't share everyone's stuff that's submitted that I really do want to share. And it does mean, you know, I have to, be really conscious of what I think is going to work well because I, I, at this stage I'm quite good at judging what people will enjoy and what will get like you know average likes on Facebook or Instagram but sometimes I do get it wrong and I like I'll share something that maybe isn't too popular um, which there's kind of two sides of it like obviously I want to you know people to enjoy the content and I guess in a way to get as many likes as possible not because you know I want loads of likes but because then it'll be shared to more people and it just shows people are enjoying it really never you know about the likes just for me yeah it's also you know if there's a topic that needs to be talked about or there's an event that i want to share that i feel like people could get a lot of value from like we shared kind of ship timber the other day um i don't know if you've heard of ship timber but it's where you know some, some builders have you heard of it at all don't know heaps about like i didn't know heaps about it until recently uh when i spoke to simon yeah, he's he's Simon's a runner. Yeah, but basically, for anyone that doesn't know, it's um, in the month of September. Um, various builders kind of they'll build a spaceship that's at least a hundred studs in length, um, and they'll build it over September, just September, and they'll post kind of you know work in progress pictures as they go. And at the end, which is my favourite part, they take side pictures of all of the spaceships and put them onto one massive poster, and they're just awesome works of art basically to see really. Um, but yeah, so we shared that event because I was like, this is such a good you know, event for people that haven't heard about it to get involved. And one day I do really want to get involved in it. Unfortunately, this year I'm quite busy with the applicants and stuff. But next year is the year I will, I will have enough parts to do it. But it's things like that, those kind of events that are good to share um, or when we've come to share conventions that don't necessarily get so many likes. Um, they are a bit more specific, I guess, but it's still worthwhile to share and I still do want to share it. So it's a fine balance, really, of sharing things that people are going to enjoy, but also sharing things that I think, you know, people would find value in, even if it's not everyone would find value in. Yeah. And um, are you part of a lug or anything like that? Or Yeah, so in here in the UK, I am part of a, a lug called Brick Central, yep. uh, which is kind of like based in the Midlands uh, and like Cambridge area. Um, and yeah, we've... Uh, I've done a few things with them. It's been a really good community. I could only join when I was 18, so only been part of it kind of a year now, uh, which, yeah, that's kind of unfortunate, I'm not going to lie. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Like, I, I was able to display at one convention in Milton Keynes, local city, um, and I mostly, I actually went around to Tits and Bricks and I interviewed some people, uh, just taught some people. I wasn't able to, like, have a uh, table for Tips and Bricks, but actually that is something I haven't mentioned that I do want to do in the future. Obviously, when uh, pandemic is over, whenever it's over, <laughs> but, um, really keen to you know go to some conventions and events, both in the UK but also um, Australia, um, the US. I think the US specifically, I'd love to go to somewhere like Brick, uh, Brick World Chicago. Yep. Um, you know, make the, the the journey across the channel and uh, and go there because I've seen you know pictures and people raving about it. I really want to go. It's kind of like the dream, I think, uh, and to be able to just 
to display there. One of my own builds, but also showcase tips and bricks. We have to chat to people because our main audience is actually US. I think uh, I was looking at stats the other day. I think it's like 34% is US. Um, and then it's like 10% spread around some of the other countries. So a majority is US really. I think that's probably for the most, you know, most of the local communities there really. So yeah, that was, um, that's kind of the dream, I guess, but going back to lugs, um, yeah, I was able to display with them and a few kind of benefits through there. Like we've done some kind of collab builds. We did, I think, um, we did like a massive canal build um, where everyone could do their own kind of section and we combine them all and we're planning a like tropical um, island uh, builds where you know we're going to have various tropical islands with various kind of themes and builds on them uh, people are going to be using like uh, the tree techniques handbook um, quite a few the lug members have bought those to use because there's quite a few like palm tree techniques in there um, we'll have lots of kind of uh, you know pirate ships and stuff going through there so yeah that's really exciting and, and it's a it's a great community to be part of I'd highly recommend you know anyone listening if they're not part of a lug really try and find one because it's just another element of community you can find in the in the you know big lego community i guess um of just you know local fans to you that you know that share the same hobby because especially for me you know when i was creating my blog uh, three years ago I, I actually kept it secret from from my friends and family because you know lego blog it's, it's, it's a little bit weird you know it's, it's quite unique isn't it so for the first year at least while it was growing and you know when i had like five followers i didn't want to share it with anyone so it was only when i think i had it might have only been three thousand followers i don't know on facebook but i did actually you know tell my parents that i've got this blog and stuff and they were like oh that's pretty cool um and then i think i told a few friends um, at school that you know my closer friends but none of them really were that too into too into lego really um but just yeah lego like, has been a really good way to find local people in my area that's you know really interested in lego and, and chat to them and meet up with them. Well, yeah, and it's great to see like-minded people, um, especially Definitely. especially yeah. with friends, because you go, yeah, I build Lego, and they go, oh, <laughs> good luck with yeah, that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, because since kind of coming to uni, I have been a bit more kind of open with it, because it's become such a huge part of my life now. I can't really, it's hard to hide it, to be honest. So, and, you know, so many of my new friends have been so just amazing in terms of they're either Lego fans themselves, like, obviously, to the extent I am, or... They just they, they think it's really cool and i've given them quite a few sets and stuff like if they've got a birthday i'll be like yeah i'll just buy them a set and they then most of them really enjoy it so, so yeah it, it, is, it is fun to be able to share that with them and it's a good talking point as well <laughs> that's it exactly um yeah like yeah my friends when i'm like they're like oh you got a podcast what is it and it's like lego and they're like oh listen to that and it's like yeah give it a listen but it's, it's lego <laughs> you yeah, don't play with yeah. lego um do you find people through them submitting to you? Like, how do people get on your radar? Like, what's the... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's an interesting inbox question. Full? I think... <laughs> <laughs> I'd, so, actually, I have, a, a, like, one of my, my key things is I'll never not reply to a message. Like, I'll always reply if it's on Instagram. Um, and then, you'd be surprised. I don't get as many messages as you think. Like, it's only really when we, you know, if we post saying, you know, submit your technique and stuff. Like, sometimes I will get, you know... Um, people will ask like oh can you give me some advice on this build uh, and i'm more than happy to you know provide that or you know because we have you know for three years we've done all these posts normally there's a post i can refer them to from a year ago will help them out in what they need um but in terms of actually finding people it's mainly actually on Flickr, um and because it's like for how i first started my kind of journey i was following a lot of people on Flickr and using them for inspiration but i think i follow about 300 builders on Flickr, and i'm always looking for more to follow and 
what I do is every week I will go through my Flickr feed um, to just make sure I'm not missing anyone's creations or people I follow. And I'll save any builds I think would be a worthy feature for like a folder or my laptop. And then I'll kind of put them into a schedule. As I said, I have the the weekly kind of the schedule of, of posts of like you know, look of the week and all that kind of thing. So I'll kind of, I'll be able to envision, oh yeah, this would make a good look of the week. This would be a good technique. Um, so Flickr is the first stream. I do that every week. Uh, the other one is Instagram as well, because there's so many builders on Instagram, maybe that aren't on Flickr or just more prevalent on Instagram. Um, but it is harder to keep track of the builds because I think I follow 500 creators. So to actually keep up with all of their builds, it's just impossible. Whereas on, on Flickr, I can actually keep up with everyone's builds by doing it every week. On Instagram, it's very much, um, I either rely on people submitting stuff. So um, if I want to, you know, feature, I think the other week I featured kind of the bread piece or the piece. Uh, I would ask on, you know, the Instagram story, if anyone's seen any um, or kind of used any, any of these parts in their builds, please share them with us. Normally get quite a few submissions that way. Uh, that are really good. But otherwise, yeah, it would just be creators I follow. I'll then save them just, you know, to Instagram saved. And then at the end of the week, again, I'll just go through that saved folder um, and put them in my old, own folder to then put into a schedule. So it's quite, um, it's like, a, I think, a well-oiled system that I've got going now for actually finding these posts, sharing them, which means I can actually have, you know, fresh content. Um, so at some points it can be actually really hard to, you know, find fresh content. But luckily, you know, the community itself is so, so vibrant and so, like, uh, it's just growing at such a amazing rate. Like, I don't think I expected it to keep growing at this rate because it just seems like it's becoming more and more popular and it's not really stopping, which is it's awesome to see really. And um, and like when, when people do message the blog and, and say, you know, thank you so much for the stuff you do, you know, you're really inspiring to me. It's helped me either get into custom building or just, you know, have the inspiration to actually you know, create my own account and start sharing things. Um, that's just awesome to see. And I'm glad we, you know, kind of have just, just a small impact really. Yeah. Do you find it hard to, like, you know how you're saying you will recommend to someone a post you did, like, you know, when they do get in contact with you, how do you keep a track of all that? <laughs> like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Well, it's like, do you go scrolling through well, so the, the posts we've actually done, so to remember what posts I've done to then refer yeah. to So luckily with the website, and I, this is probably the primary function of the website really, is, is for me, <laughs> because I can go on, you know, as an admin and I can really easily find the post I want. Do a really quick search and, but anyone can actually, you know, just go on the website. There's a search bar. They can search for a technique. You know, if you wanted to find tree techniques, put that in. Probably about 50 different options would come up because I love talking about tree techniques. You know, it's one of the handbooks. But um, if it's something specific, like the other day, someone asked about kind of like irregular bases, you know, um, their builds and stuff, if they don't want to search for free form. And all I literally did was go onto the Tinsmith website, search for bases. About five posts came up. I sent them that search link and they were like, brilliant, thanks, that's perfect. So it's it's surprisingly easy actually. And I mean, there are some times where they'll ask for something specific where I won't have a post for and either I'll you know, think, oh, that'll make a good post. I'll do something on that. Or I will go on to, you know, Flickr and you can search for things or, or sometimes just Google. And actually that is how I probably did first start like finding some techniques before maybe Flickr even. You can literally just go on Google and search Lego tree technique. You'll be surprised how many things come up and actually link to Flickr or Instagram. So, so yeah, there's there's some quite like simple ways um, if you know where to look green. Really. So. Yeah, I was about to say, because, um, well, Google and your site has helped with some of my builds <laughs> in its time. Um, yeah. Are there any uh, techniques, like what, what sort of, 
the technique. I know we're on a podcast and it's a visual medium, so I'll probably hit you yeah. up for the picture of it at some point. But what's sure. the um, what's the technique that sort of stuck out for you that you're like, wow, that is, oh, never thought of that. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I guess if I was to, I mean, probably the most um, like prevalent technique is is just snort, which is still snort on top building. Um, and that, that basically just involves, you know, when you're instead of, you know, the classic building that I did as a kid where, you know, you stack bricks up. Um, it's instead where you, you know, build in all different directions using bricks known as snot bricks or you can use like brackets and stuff to build in different directions, whether that be, you know, 90 degree angles or kind of use like hinges and stuff to build, you know, completely different angles and stuff like that, really. That, I guess that's the like core technique um, that is in so many other techniques as well, like. You know, in tree techniques, it, it, most likely you'll have a snot technique within that. Um, you know, positioning the leaves or something, or or in wall techniques, like it's the it's the kind of building block of so many things that I think once you know people are more comfortable with those, that is when they can start taking their builds to the next level. And there are actually, you know, a lot of snot techniques are in Lego sets. Yeah. Um, pro- probably the biggest uh, like difference I'd say between Lego sets and like mocks and stuff is just the part utilization um and although you know lego are very good don't get me wrong you know using parts for unique and wacky things but it's if you include you know um whether it's you know a, a tree technique like i think a palm tree technique that use like dinosaur flippers to create the palm leaves it's things like that you know it, the, the really unique uses that will one make you stand out but two will just it, it you know it, it stands out your builds from everyone else um and also it just gives you a bit of a focus and like you can be proud of that one specific thing in a mock. Like you might also have, you know, shaping and stuff, but um, of like the landscape, but it is nice. Or at least that's what I look for in a mock to, to you know, have really stand out kind of techniques or, or part uses that aren't necessarily you know, the norm that people have been really creative and thought of because at the end of the day, it's creativity as well. Like you don't want to just go off what other people are doing and, you know, just use their, it's like, it's good to be inspired, but at the same time you want to try and create your own things where possible and, it's been a fine balance as well because, I mean, with Tips of Bricks, I do share most of the stuff with other people, but um, especially at the start, I was sharing a lot more of my stuff. Um, but uh, I guess it has, because although I think I'm a decent builder, there's so many builders that are better than me. So although I will sometimes share my own stuff or I kind of, you know, I'll take a technique and I'll elaborate on it and show how it could be used in other scenarios and stuff. So I'll provide a bit more value there as well. Um, I try and just, you know, I'll share my own stuff as well, but Otherwise, I'll try and share other people's builds. Um, they normally have much more creative uses. Than me. So, a lot of people build in the computer. Do you do you get a lot of submissions that are through the computer, or is it, and is that easier for you or harder for you to sort of distinguish what's going on because you don't have the the same physics that are involved? Mm, that's that's interesting. I think um, most of the stuff we share is like physical builds. Yep. Um, and although there are a lot of you know people that do uh, build digitally, and actually that is one of the first ways I was building my own custom things because, like I said, I don't have a massive part collection. So when I was designing like my you know the resistance transports, um, I was building them on Star.io first, or I think it was like Lego Digital Designer. Um, building them on there first and then ordering the parts and then seeing if it'll build. And I'd make a few adaptions and stuff, but kept quite close to the original thing. But, um, yeah, because there is that added element, I guess, as you say, of like physics with digital builds, but also sometimes uh, the parts won't actually be in that in that color, um, yep. which can, like most of the time, 
is, you know, you want to try and sit within what Lego is built, but actually um, there's a really amazing builder on Instagram that actually, I think, oh no, it, like he'll, he'll most of the time, like he'll use, um, I think it was just like a snot brick that has only appeared in green in one set, but he would use it like, you know, a thousand times in his build because he can on digital, you know, it'll be so expensive to actually get a thousand of that piece, but on digital, you know, it, it is still technically a piece, but it's only been like, there's only like one or something. So <laughs> there's elements like that where, you know, I think digital kind of shines, I guess. Um, you do have to be careful that, you know, the parts are actually available in that kind of, because someone could create something awesome, but it's not available and it can't actually be built. So there's elements to that where I have to be careful. Um, but, you know, for things like competitions when we have done them, we're very open to, you know, digital submissions. And um, quite often, if I want to expand on a technique, I will actually go into Studio you know, create something and do a render and then put it in instead of me having to, you know, build it myself, take photos, because I'm not best photographer. Like I've definitely improved a lot by, you know, doing set reviews and stuff, but um, I prefer to probably do digital when I can. It's just a bit easier. A bit less time to see. And so with uh, set reviews, when you get a set, like, how does that work? Do you get to keep it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, how it works is you, you kind of have like an allowance, I guess, every quarter from Lego, uh, and I, I won't say how much that allows no, you. No. I'm allowed to say, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you can kind of you can choose the sets you want um, to, to then review. Uh, that's one element of it, and then you obviously you keep them afterwards, um, which is is a nice plus because, to be honest, I have been able to get most of the sets I want. You know, I would buy anyway through the Amazon network. I'm, I'm so fortunate to be able to do that, uh, and therefore my my spend on Lego has has gone down, or or it's diverted to actual you know parts to expand my collection. So uh, it's definitely appreciated. Um, but the other way that um, Lego kind of gets sets to, to recognize our medias is uh, they have things called review offers. So if there's like a new set coming out, um, I think, for example, there was the Pirates of Barracuda Bay. There was the Minnie and Mickey set. Um, that's like a separate thing where you don't actually request it, but they'll send you like the specific um, fan medias out there, send them out like an email saying, do you want to review this set? Um, don't share any like, you know, details of it before it's announced uh, that's a really key thing um and then yeah they'll kind of send those out but those are on a much more kind of like one-off basis like you can never predict like when that's going to come through when you do get the emails of like <laughs> review offer it's like awesome what's this going to be because normally they don't even say the set name they'll, they'll say the set number and they'll sometimes say the set theme but they rarely say the set name you kind of have to to guess like sometimes i look at a few leaks to be like hmm, i wonder what this is going to be <laughs> um, but most of the time it's just a real nice surprise when it arrives and stuff and i remember it was like my last week of university before coming back home you know, because of the pandemic um the pirates of um barracuda base arrived in my uni room and it took up like half my uni room because it's massive <laughs> i could barely get it out of my door um so that was that was a really nice thing to just arrive as well especially in that kind of time so, yeah yeah those, i'm so grateful for the support they give us and it it does just allow us to, to do those set reviews that people enjoy and um, we're definitely in the future we're going to uh, use that support as well for competitions as i say i guess one of the the main draws as well for the contributors like because i can't pay them directly but there's ways for them to earn money such as the handbook but the set reviews is probably one of the biggest draws as well um you know by spending the time to do the other blog posts they can get access to these these sets well that's what i was going to say it's like you know it's not as if you know you're not working for it <laughs> yes you know, you, yeah you're really doing nice a good job effort. Um, <laughs> and something I always ask everyone, um, just cause you know, I think it's, it's a nice little thing. Um, what, 
What is your... Some people say strongest memory. Some people say fondest memory. What's your... I say fondest. What's your fondest sort of Lego memory? Ooh, that's a really hard question. I know. It can be anything. Maybe have a thing. (laughs) It could have been when you got your Barracuda Bay thing. (laughs) I think probably it's it's less of a moment and it's more just like the whole experience on, on Instagram, actually. Yep. Um, and just being able to, to grow so much on Instagram, like it's never really about the growth, but I feel like people say that, but actually it is nice to have a following and it's nice to, you know, be able to grow something that you've literally grown from something that was literally, you know, you did on your laptop and you had five followers at the start and now to what it's become on Instagram. And I, I think, because if I had to pick one specific moment, it would actually be talking to the applicants in the interviews. And I guess one discussing, you know, the plans for tips, and where it's going, but also just having that realization that I've been able to build this from the grounds. It's become what it has become. I'm now at the point where I can, you know, start hiring people. And I guess the kind of impact it's had one on talking to those applicants that, you know, quite a few have said to me, you know, I'm such a massive fan. And even if I don't get this, I just want to say done so much good work for the community and stuff. So I guess it's, it's, just, it's that, you know, just, yeah, it's a, it's a really special feeling to, to know that you have actually, you know, help people, but also, you know, the feeling of being able to build it from the ground up and then to see, you know, how all your hard work has actually paid off, you know, from, from the past three years of doing it, you know, all those kind of late nights, all those things where, you know, if you've maybe missed out on something just because you needed to get that post out, it, it's all been worth it, really. And I think that moment, you know, talking to the, the applicants was probably the point where I actually realised, you know, wow, look how far I've come. And, and did you get a lot of applicants when you... When you did your search for... Yeah, it was... I mean, so there were like 80 in total, I think, or around 80. Um, luckily, I had quite a good, like, Google form that I put together that was quite detailed. So, it, you know, because I, I didn't want anyone just applying for the free Lego, basically. And uh, I was quite clear <laughs> in the... Because um, I feel like a lot of people just, you know, want free Lego. And, you know, who can blame really? But, um, so in the, in the actual you know, application for Instagram, I made it very clear that, you know, looking for people not just to review Lego and get free Lego, but... Also, you know, bring stuff, new things to the blog. And like I say, with the 80 applicants, um, I condensed it down to 20 to interview and speak to. And some of the questions that I was able to do that was one of the key ones was actually like rank your reasons for joining Tips and Bricks. And I think I had six different reasons. It was like, you know, to work in a community, um, in, in like a team of like-minded people, to be able to, you know, develop your own personal skills, to be able to develop your own building techniques, um, to be able to interact with fans on social media. And then the last one was, you know, to get set boot, set to review and although i'm fine with you know that being maybe like a two or three option if that's your top priority like it kind of obviously you know i'm not just going to discount people completely just off that like it's quite easy as well to see with the application you know how much detail they've gone into like for example some people just yes or no like (laughs) we're gonna get you very far but there was one guy um in america literally wrote like full-on essay which i loved like i was like i love reading this but um, it just, you know, it helps you stand out, really. So yeah. uh, not, I am going to have, you know, future um, recruitment periods. So and I was listening, I want to apply. What I would definitely recommend is just try and try and stand out in your application because I do get quite a few that I have to filter through. Um, try and put in as much detail as possible, like show you've actually put in some effort to it because um, that is, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not looking for people that are just going to do the bare minimum. I'm looking for people that, you know, like me, are going to go a bit, you know, above and beyond and want to, want to bring something new to the team i guess as well yep and for free lego put it as number five not six and not one 
That is an also good tip. <laughs> yeah. Did did any? Please tell me some people put one. I I would have. Uh, oh, so many people. Oh, did. that's brilliant. <laughs> Out of the eighty, probably like twenty did. And I mean, like I say, you know, I didn't completely discount yeah. them because I think potentially some of the people that were in finals and did. I think one of them might put it as a, you know top reason. Um, but I think just as well, you know, by having those interviews, I was able to actually see people's true motivations the yeah. whether they did just want the free sets and for some people unfortunately it was quite obvious with the interviews they did just want the free sets um and i was able to like you know those conversations were a lot shorter whereas some people that you know i've really just clicked with um i, I was talking to for like an hour just either just about the hobby itself or just you know where it's going to go so I, I feel like i could really tell you know who yeah. i wanted or who would necessarily progress <laughs> uh um is there anything in the applicants that um surprised you like in the applications in the applicants that surprised you at all yeah there was so uh, as well as just people you know maybe suggesting ideas that i hadn't thought of in terms of like content um there was actually i had a really interesting conversation with an afol in america um so a woman by the name of barbara um and we were we, we were sort of talking about you know tips and bricks and stuff but we quite quickly got onto like the like I guess the diversity and inclusion issues within the Lego community because predominantly it is like a white male dominated community. I don't think anyone could deny that really. Yeah. Um, and just you know that's the stereotype, and it's you know it has really good conversations in the, the things that were going on that you know maybe aren't that positive and need some change. And it really made me realise as well. You know, I've seen throughout the you know running the blog for three years, I've seen some some bad things. You know, whether whether you know people just outright me being racist or stuff like there's yeah. one post on instagram for instance that um this uh creator created like movie posters or you know just minifigures custom minifigures and he chose to have them all as like yellow toned minifigures you know that, i thought that was fair you know yellow should represent all you know all skin tones all cultures everything really but he had so many people commenting commenting on that post saying like where's the black girl in that and it's just like, and he he would have replied to them saying, you know, yellow can be anyone. Like, just because, you know, it doesn't mean anything. So there's things like that within the community where people just have a misunderstanding, maybe. Or there's just things that can be done to to maybe get, you know, a more variety of, you know, more diverse community um, into Lego. So actually with, with Barbara, we're looking to set up this initiative where we're not quite sure the form it's going to take, but at the moment we're actually just reaching out to as many people as we can um there's probably going to be like a an anonymous um form like a google form where people can actually submit these these kind of issues they've seen in the lego community that are to do with diversity and inclusion um and basically we're going to you know uh view all of those and decide which direction we want to take this initiative whether it is you know going into maybe communities and giving them Lego and trying to inspire them and showing them how good a, a teaching tool it is because Barbara herself is actually a retired teacher yep. and it would use Lego as a teaching tool. And I think as well, you know, there have probably been studies that show that, you know, Lego from an early age just has so many benefits in terms of your creativity, but also your like, problem-solving skills. So either, as I say, getting it into the hands of those communities or or just being able to maybe even starting up a, a separate blog to Tips and Bricks that shows people how to, you know, get parts cheaply or, you know, how to use the parts you have got to create these builds. Um, so there's so many various avenues it could take. I'm really excited to actually be able to work on this project, you know, all inspired by Bar- Barbara, really. And already I feel like I've learned so much in terms of, you know, just equality or just, you know, 
racial diversity and stuff because you know as a white male myself i'm part of the problem there's a lot of education i need to do myself yep um and it's i guess the the main realization for me was really you know just because i don't see and i don't experience the injustices and the problems in the community it doesn't mean they don't exist and it doesn't mean they don't need to be addressed really so i i would say you know to everyone listening even if you think lego shouldn't be in, or politics shouldn't be involved in lego i would argue that you know just because you aren't affected by it doesn't mean we shouldn't do something about it and if i'm able to you know use tips and bricks or use this initiative to just help one person feel more included in the lego community because from my experience it has been such a positive experience and you know there's been a few things here and there like i mentioned with the instagram post where it's it's disappointing to see how people have reacted but overall it has been such a positive experience and a really positive part of my life really um you know if, if just one more person can be involved in this community and benefit from it that will be you know um it'll be successful really and, and worth doing so before starting the podcast um you know like you know about it but you you didn't even think it would happen even in the lego community yeah. as well and yeah. you know my eyes especially talking to the women's brick initiative um was opened up big time um yeah and that's the thing it's you know it's great to you know because it is as my wife said to me the other day she went look the hobby you have chosen is a very privileged you know it's you know it's not cheap yeah. and that's the thing it's not cheap at all you've got to have a, like there's a certain entry level as well like i've talked about like you know you've got to have the certain part you've got to have a big part selection you've got to have the time to do these things like it's not something you can just pick up in an afternoon like maybe you know, drawing or painting or some other hobbies might be you know it's a very you've got to be committed to it and there's a lot you maybe have to commit as well that some some people just unfortunately can't commit to so yeah they're definitely that is just such a big problem and it's also finding your style as well. Like, are you a micro builder? Are you a, you know, yeah, you know, whatever you are. Um, and no, but that's a really good initiative. Like, you know, I'm glad to see you know more of it happening. Yeah. Um, Definitely, I, I'm really excited actually to to start up. And like I said, I don't know what direction it will take. And I think there might actually be an element to it of bringing together the the fan medias because, like me and Barbara have discussed, like. There are so many lugs, like, you know, as you said, there's the Women's Brick Initiative, which I think is more of a, like, I mean, it's like an initiative as well. They've done so much great work, yeah. but there's also like Gay Foles that I think is a lug. Um, but it's more like we we kind of think that it's, although the lugs are doing really great work, it's maybe the, the fan medias that have the most impact within the community because, you know, we have such a large following, you know, collectively, you know, with everyone, you know, Brothers Brick, New Elementary, on this, you know, so many others I can't list right now, but there's so many people that you know follow those those pages that aren't made part of a lug that if we all had a collective message of you know we all stand with people of color or you know um you know you know in pride week if we all posted something saying you know we stand with everyone involved with pride week it's things like that that you know i'm guilty of as well with tips and bricks just maybe brushing to the side and thinking oh i don't want to relate this but really does need talking about just to to help people feel more included but you know, and it always will get criticism. And I think that is the thing you have got to accept that not everyone is going to like it. There's going to be commenters that say, keep politics out of my Lego, you know. And I, I do recognise, you know, for a lot of people, it's an escape from politics and it's, it's an escape from daily life. But at the same time, you know, just, just for those people, we can't necessarily be scared to share these things and voice our opinions um, and fight for, I guess, you know, for, for change, really. We've got to be able to have those conversations and, and show our support, really. And, and even if, you know, other other fan medias don't necessarily want to support that i'm hoping they will but 
it is something, you know, as we expand this team and Barbara, as well as this initiative, she's going to be part of the Tips and Bricks team, making sure we're, you know, highlighting these, you know, events like Pride Week, um, but other things as well, just making sure we are showing our support um, and our, I guess, you know, opinions and how we accept everyone within the community. It's also, um, you know, a lot of people like to think of building Lego as art. Like, you know, like I do, yes. like, yeah. you know, I'm like oh, a definitely. lot of my thing and it's a different sort of medium. And at the end of the day, most change, whether it be political or whatnot, has come through some form of art, whether it be singing, comedy, uh, painting. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's your creation. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, that is how I actually describe like the, the, the Lego custom building to people like. Because, you know, for so many people, Lego is just a children's toy. And of course it is that primarily. I'm not going to deny that. But um, the fact I always tell people is like 10% of Lego's profits come from the adult community, which, of course, you know, in their massive company, 10% is quite a lot. So um, but the people that, you know, don't just collect and they build things. I always address them. I think the about section of our Facebook is, you know, Lego has gone beyond just a children's toy. It is now a medium of art that people you know, yeah. they use to create works of art and therefore you need the techniques, you need the skills, you know, the toolkit to actually be able to build that art. Like a painter wouldn't be able to do anything if they didn't have uh, well, one, the experience, but also, you know, the tools similarly to like, you know, a Lego builder needs the specific parts, tools, but they also need the experience. And stuff. So, yeah, I would definitely, I always compare it to the kind of medium of art. Well, it's um, one of my friends said to me, cause I went, oh, look, you know, I, I build with Lego and they're like, oh, Lego, it's a children's toy and they paint. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, my kid uses paintbrushes Literally. as well. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great comeback. <laughs> I should use that more often. And to be like, I, I don't really get that that much. Like there, there are some people that just like, you can tell like it, when you tell people, some people are like, yeah, that's a bit weird. But you know, most of my close friends think it's an interesting thing and you know, have no problem with it, but it definitely is, you know, it's a unique thing to do really. Um, but I am lucky, you know, my family, my friends have been really supportive. I well, don't normally have to, you know, justify uh, my Lego passion. I did surprise my work colleagues the other day because I work in the arts and we sure. did a, oh, what are you doing for COVID? Like, you know, because you're stuck at home. And sure, I showed them yeah. one of my creations, my um, samurai. And they're like, holy crap. Sweet. And, you know, that's <laughs> the thing yeah. that, you know, no one expects it from Lego. Definitely. No oh. one expects it. No one expects it. That's it. Um, last but not least, how can people find you? <clears throat> so, yeah, people can find us uh, mainly on Instagram, uh, just at tips and bricks. Yep. Um, post all of our content on there, really daily content as well. Quite a few kind of story content as well, a bit more interactive. That's our main platform. Facebook as well. Anyone uh, typically have like an older portion of our, you know, uh, on Facebook, really. Uh, again, we have the daily posts there. Um, we also have a community group. Um, we're looking to expand like Patreon. So yeah, Patreon is coming soon. Uh, might be up by the time you listen to this. Yep. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but then lastly, I guess just the website as well, which is a really good source for inspiration. If you want to go on, we've got all our blog posts we've ever posted there. So you know, if you want to search for something specific, um, if you're struggling with something, do go on there. We also have our two free handbooks, our two um, handbooks you can purchase as well. Um, as well as a bit more information about me, uh, about the blog as well. So, yeah, this is the way you can find us. Cool bananas. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Um, pleasure. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for coming on. Well, that's it for this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. 
And don't forget to keep an eye out on the Tips and Bricks site to see who the new team members are. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We only have three, and I think they're from my wife. So if you'd like to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave some reviews to help other people find this podcast, that'd be awesome. Also, I do like a bit of feedback, so get in touch with us. Let us know if you have any ideas of people who you're like, oh, I'd like to hear from that person, or just contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And until next time, stay safe and keep on building.